that I began to encounter the Holy Spirit, which literally transformed me as a husband and as a father and, and even as a businessman. This is The Unseen Story, first-hand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of God's love. When His love leads, a remarkable story follows. You're listening to Episode 14, Joe's Story, Daily Desperate Dependence, Part 1. For the first 20 years of my life, I was a good Methodist boy. For the next 20 years of my life, I became a good Christian man. After the 40th year, I became a son. Becoming a son of the Most High God is my personal story. So sometime after I was 40, through series of of great broken brokenness uh, my marriage was broken my uh, work which had gone very good up until the time that I was 40 uh, really began to fall apart and I was not succeeding in my in the job that I had and then my health really began to decline and then we just had issues issues of of uh, raising uh, our sons and and uh, just the different normal issues, but but tough issues that we face there. So, I had four areas that that really broke me from my normal mode that I had been operating in, my normal Christian mode. And I was a, I was a good Bible church Christian. I had studied my Bible for twenty years. Uh, lots of Bible studies, lots of teaching, lots of of reading. That did not seem to to bring the healing and the and the breakthrough that we had in our our marriage. I was challenged by um, a a dear friend who challenged me in regard to personal uh, relational intimacy with the Lord. When you have young kids, you you it's harder to meet with the Lord. And and for ten years, I had had, I had had some quiet time with the Lord, but I did not. I I had ceased to be consistent in my time with the Lord. We we're ministering in church. We we're doing a whole lot of things, but I did not have a relational intimacy with the Lord that was going. And my friend challenged me, and he said, "Why don't we uh, wake up at five every morning and and start spending time with the Lord?" And then we'll run together at six. And I, I, I looked at it, and it was just so broken from my emotional divorce and my pain that I was going through at work. And I said, I don't know, I don't know if I can do that. And he looked at me and started crying and said, Don't, don't you want to spend time with the Creator of the universe? And I broke down. I broke down, started crying, and the next morning got up at five, and that marked two hundred eighty-eight straight days that I, that I. Journal met with the woke up at five, met with the Lord, would run very often with him, and I began to have what I now realize were encounters with the Holy Spirit. Uh, I began um, connecting with the Holy Spirit, but I didn't really know that that's what I was doing, but I began to have a sensitive spirit. So, what began to take place was a marriage of the Word and the Spirit. And I became uh, 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 loved the word and 
And I love the Holy Spirit enlightening the Word. The Lord began to heal our marriage. And and we had a really strong healing that took place in 1998. So about four years of emotional divorce, divorce then some connection uh, with each other, and then a major, major healing and deliverance of of the things that had blocked blocked our our marriage. Prior to to that healing in 1998, I I went to a conference in Edmond, Oklahoma. It was a conference on the Holy Spirit. And what happened at the end of that conference, we drove up, two of my best friends drove up with me. They had a prophetic a prophetic time. So they gathered people up at the front who spoke prophetically to us. And uh, two people uh, spoke to us. One guy named Brock, who was 27 years old, and another guy who turned out to be Sean Bowles at, when he was 24. The young man Brock stood up and he and he basically prophesied. He said, "Will the three guys from Texas stand up?" and and then he started prophesying about. He said he saw a house where he would see youth coming in and learn to learn the ways of worship and intercession. And he described the house and it actually fit our house. And he went on to describe, uh, say some names that started with G, all of whom we ended up encountering. And he and he said, I saw the he said the three of you standing up, and he said I saw an X on you, and it was like a whole new paradigm. Uh, the person of Jesus was on you, and a whole new paradigm would you would be operating from, and youth would be coming to learn the ways of worship and intercession. And he said there would be uh, hard times, and there would be uh, wonderful times, and there would be hard times. And he said it's just the way of the Lord. So that was a pretty amazing prophecy. And then uh, Sean Bowles began to speak, and as he was speaking over me, he, he uh, talked to me about some of the things that I had learned. But he said, I, uh, he said, spoke something about that I, would, I was like an elder at the gate, and I would be welcoming all of the, the, uh, the fish, the young fish the, and the unclean fish, and I would be speaking... Uh, truth to them, and I would know their place in the body. I would know their place, uh, where their place in the body would be, and I would be able to coach and and teach them. So that was all very interesting. What happened three weeks later after I came back from that conference was a Young Life leader in Lake Highlands area came up to me and said, "Um, could you, I'd been mentoring to him to some degree, and he said, gosh, can you help me out? I've got a campaigner group with seniors at, at Lake Highlands High School. And and really all they want to do in the campaigners group is just goof around, you know, goof around and tell jokes. And and so I said, yeah, bring them over. We'll talk about it. And so the end result of that was that uh, he brought six guys. Um, I began to teach them and coach them on sonship what it means to be a son of the Most High God, because that's what I had been. By that time, I was, four, what was I? I was probably uh, 45 or 46 years old, but I had had six years of learning what a son was. So they came over the first night, six of them plus the leader, and we met in this room, and we played. I played worship songs by uh, Charlie Hall and, and uh, Christy Knuckles and Delirious, and that night they were... They were uh, weeping. They were 
worshiping. They were, it was, it was a move of God <laughs> that was, that was taking place because I, there was nothing really special other than that, that I was imparting the sonship that I had grown into as well as, uh, um, the worship, the intercession. And, and then I added the word because I, I was a word guy. And so that group was first group we met for, for from November through the end of May. And then the younger brother of one of those guys who met came up to me in, at a graduation something party or something and said, oh, Mr. Galindo, will you start up another group? My brother has been so impacted by this. Will you start up another group? And so I said, sure, we can do that. So the next year we began a group with juniors and seniors that, that, um, that was a sonship group. And so that group came together. Same thing would happen. They they went deep into the things of the of the of the of the spirit. The Holy Spirit uh, fell on on us, and there were powerful things. And one of the guys was a um, was a, a senior, and he was an alcoholic. And he we ministered to him, and he got delivered from from the alcoholism, and he began to be so transformed. People noticed. And he was hanging around with, with guys who were a good good Christian guys. So so it was something that stirred, uh, stirred the the school up to say, what is he doing? What why are they friends? In uh, January of 1999 uh, was when a we took a group of girls and guys to the Passion Conference. The kids were impacted. They wanted to uh, bring back what they were experiencing at Passion to Lake Highlands. And so we met there the one of the nights after the worship nights there in, in Fort Worth. And they said, how do we bring this back? I remembered a, a, a silent prophetic word that the Lord had spoken to me a year earlier. And he said, if you want to bring revival to Lake Highlands, you will need to kill the gods of Friday and Saturday night. And I knew exactly what that meant. It was going to be tied to okay, there we're going to be worshiping. There's going to be intercession in the in the word, and it needed to be a weekend meeting. It it couldn't it wouldn't be a weeknight like Monday night Young Life or or a, you know a group Bible study. It needed to be on the weekend where they came. And so since the Lord had spoken to that me, and that was and that was in my heart when they said that. I challenge them with the same thing. If you want to bring this back to your your peers at Lake Highlands High School, you've got to be willing to kill the gods of Friday and Saturday night. And they said, we're ready. We want to do that. I said, then our house is open. So that very first night that, that the kids came, there were 25 of them. I remember it real vividly. And they... Uh, uh, they came and we started playing music and they were just being touched. That began, um, that was uh, January uh, 9th, 1999. And it began four and a half years of of youth coming to our house. Bottom line, learning the ways of worship and intercession and the word. And the presence of the Lord was so strong here at the house that they would just come. So that first year we had 30, 
40, 50 that would come each each night, uh, each night that we had it once a week, either on a Friday night or a Saturday night. And lives were touched, lives were being uh, changed, and they were, there were just, it was evident that a revival was taking place. And the Lord did a mighty work in a young man named Jeremy. He was a, a really troubled young man. Uh, family uh, situation was really tough. About 10 or 15 of the kids all were gathering around and praying over him. And the and the next uh, Saturday night that we that we had a gathering, there were like seventy kids at our house. The next week, there were probably a hundred and twenty-five kids. It just it we it it grew so big that we had to move to Schofield Church, and there were two hundred to three hundred kids that would come. <laughs> Uh, we ended up after that one year we or that uh, that season where we went to Schofield Church. We uh, thought about going back there again, but we realized, you know, let's just uh, you come to our house. So there was another whatever three three and a half years that what what had been a high school ministry was that, but but then college kids started coming as well. So youth from all over the all over the place. We didn't it was just by word of mouth. And this was really before before all the, the social media had really taken off. So somehow the word would get around that that uh you could come to our house and experience the presence of the Lord. In September of two thousand and three, which is exactly six years six years to the weekend that I had gone and this prophetic word was spoken over me that youth will come to your home to learn the ways of worship and intercession. And I, I felt like I heard the Holy Spirit speak and say, This is your last this is your last worship night. I now want you to take worship and intercession in the word to the marketplace and to the church that we were going to at the time, which was Northwest Bible Church. And so that was in two thousand and three. And so that ended the the evenings of worship with the youth, the weekly. It was every week for four and a half years that we that we did that on the on the weekend. And then I began to look at okay, how do I uh, how do I facilitate the presence of God in the in the marketplace and in the churches uh, that I'm I'm involved with. And so lots of other things have happened. I be I be, uh, began to be a what's called a, a managing chair of C12. So I began to have a practice that now is 30, 30 CEOs and companies of where we we again looked at how do we advance the kingdom of God in the in the marketplace. In two thousand nine, we decided to go ahead and start our worship nights back, and. And so now for 10 years, we've been having once a month worship nights. We don't have once a week worship nights, but once a month uh, worship nights where where anywhere from 15 to 50 or 60 people come. And we never know who's going to come, but people still come. And we, we uh, whereas in those high school days or those early days, we would start at 8 o'clock and go till 1 o'clock in the, in the morning. Now we start at eight o'clock and we finish before eleven. <laughs> so uh, the uh, so if I as I reflect, I think of the 
I think of here it was that I was I was trying to to perform and do good in my life as a Christian, to be a good husband, to be a good father. And it wasn't that I was it it wasn't that I was failing, it's just I was not effective. And then the Holy Spirit, I began to encounter the Holy Spirit and experience the Holy Spirit, which literally transformed me as a husband and as a father and and even as a businessman. So today, as I reflect on this story, the the emotions are still um, blessed by what he did, what he did. And I recognize that uh, what Jesus said, apart from the Father, apart from the Holy Spirit, I can do nothing. So my attempts as a good Christian produced some fruit and produced some good things. I'm blessed by that. But it was the operating in the sonship and the relational intimacy with the Lord that I see produced the the good works that are 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. Those are the good works that I want to walk in, not just the my own good efforts are, are trying to be a good Christian man, but rather, how do I walk as a son of the Most High God who walks in the power and in the, and in the strength of the Holy Spirit and advances the kingdom of God? If you're like us, you're thinking, wow, I want that. Be sure to tune in to our next episode and you'll hear more from Joe on how to experience his presence. Our mission is to revive the church to the power of a spirit-filled life. There are several ways you can partner with the Unseen Story. One, pray for God's leading as we pursue more of the Unseen. Two, subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Three, share this podcast with your friends. Four, contribute financially at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much and have a great day.